Allow the breath to enter into your consciousness at the center of your forehead, gently, without force. And begin rubbing your palms together. Press them together and against the sternum, inhale deeply, exhale, inhale to begin. What a joy. The concepts I want you to take into your heart in the beginning of class tonight. In your world, are you trying to conquer or are you trying to concur? Are you trying to conquer the evil things in your world or are you trying to concur with all that is in your world so that in that embrace you can guide it to your dreamscape remember that if you're trying to conquer it's an endlessly enchanting never succeeding task that tosses you little bones of thought success along the path. 
To concur means that you embrace the what is, the yin and the yang, the beauty and the agony. And in that full embrace, you get the complete weave, the warp and the woof of the fabric of your existence, the shadow of which is required to give perspective to the form of your identity. And that shadow goes from deep black through shades of gray. You cannot identify if there's no shadow. And those of you who have shadow concentrated in a single unit are most blessed. And because life is the play of opposites, you often feel most cursed. That's the first concept. You thought that was more than one. It's just one. Are you here conquering or concurring? The other concept is that of crystal. Crystal. A unique fibrous structure that creates very sharp angles. It's rare to find sharp angles in matter. Crystal does that. But it is also the word root of the word Christ, the word root of the word Krishna, crystal. Crystal has a unique property. It created the radio, it created the transistor which then gave birth to the semiconductor which sits in silicone crystal. So our entire world on the outside is being managed by crystal. Our entire world on the inside is being managed by crystal. We live in a crystal soup. At a vibrational level, it is just crystal floating in liquid. That's what your body is. DNA has the crystals of salt and sugars. Correct? I'm not even going to try to pronounce that sugar one because my, my doctors in the room will laugh at me. But as Yogi Bhajan always said, the tone that you sing in is your choice. If somebody has a problem with your harmony, it's their problem with your harmony. It isn't that you're not in harmony. That doesn't hold true for information, but pronunciation, yes. 
presence, presence, essence, present, presence, essence, present, present, now, essence. When you do a yoga kriya and then you sit to experience the sensation, you experience the sensation of a minute amount of presence. A complete amount of presence is orgasmic. In the omniscient sense of the word. Presence contains tension, pressure, stress, and friction. All in exact balance so that what you feel is the upward sensation of motion. When it's out of balance, what you feel is that something that has caused that out of balance is an avoidance. Avoidance creates pain. Physical pain, emotional pain, mental pain. Anytime you have any of the pains, physical, emotional, mental, or even existential, you are avoiding. And avoiding takes you out of center. When you're out of center, tension, pressure, stress, and friction act without a balance. It's almost like a pharmaceutical uh, potent, pharmaceutical drug. Many of the pharmaceuticals, these sleeping pills and these uh, anti this and anti that and this and that and the other thing, pharmacology is derived from herbology. And what happens is that you can't patent an herb so you can't control the marketplace so these pharmaceutical companies go in and synthesize and when you synthesize an herb you can patent that synthesis. You can both patent the process and the result. But it costs hundreds of, hundreds of millions of dollars to synthesize each element of a full herb complex. And so pharmaceutical companies say, well, let's not do the whole thing. Let's just do the active ingredients. And I'm not criticizing them, I'm just explaining them. The active ingredients without the entire complex produce an imbalance. Because if you put a pole up and you only put tethers for the pole on the north side, the pole will actually fall to the north. Because there's no balancing tethers on the south or the east or the west. So if you only synthesize the active ingredient, you haven't synthesized the full balance of the tethering of the complete herbal complex. Therefore, there are what are called side effects. And in my consciousness, when I hear these side effects being played with this really beautiful music in the background, I think, the side effects I don't want. Give me the disease.
I'd rather not be able to sleep than be at risk of vomiting incessantly, diarrhea continuously, heart attack on occasion, you know, like... I'll just stay awake. But that's because children are creating this. And I don't mean children like little creatures. I mean children in consciousness. Right? You look around the world, there are very few adults in the room. As a matter of fact, I'm sure that unless you engage in the fray, in many rooms you're the only adult in existence. But that's by design. Crystal. Crystal Consciousness, Christ Consciousness, Krishna Consciousness all mean the same thing. And what they mean is like that crystal which created the radio and all of those other components. The transistor was built from that, the silicone chip, all of that was built because a crystal reacts to pressure, tension, stress and friction by producing both an electrical field and a magnetic field. When you do an exercise and you stretch, you can feel the tension. Countless trillions upon trillions of crystals are actually producing electricity and magnetism in your body because your body contains a soup of crystal in the DNA. Now that soup of crystal accepts a charge. You've heard, those of you who have ever dealt with crystals, you know they say you can charge this crystal, right? You can take that crystal, you can put it in your hand, you can squeeze it, and you can intend into it. And you can charge that crystal. You can erase the charge of a crystal. Freeze it for 72 hours. It slows down the frequency of that. And you take it out. You can recharge it. So you can erase it, charge it. Erase it, charge it. Your body absorbs tremendous input from all of the circumstances that surround you. If someone is around you that's really out of balance, your body absorbs that. If you're around heavy machinery or lots of electrical, what do they call them? High tension wires, right? They've noticed that they create phenomenon, especially in children that are forming. A lot of, lot of stress disorders from high-tension wires. So we're building this world of form. But we're not building it consciously. Next door to my house, they're demolishing a house. And I spent the entire afternoon standing in this dust with these huge diesel machines going around me because I was just standing on the earth to hold place. 
because I had talked it over with the contractor and talked it over with the contractor. How are you going to remove this wall? How are you going to remove this wall? He's going to do it like this. He's going to do it. And he had the best of intention. But he took a lunch break. And the workers that were operating these machines, now if you're operating one of these machines, you've been callous to be able to exist within this machine. So you're not operating with Christ consciousness. <laughs> And you're not even necessarily operating it with really good long-term memory. And so he had told them, don't do that wall until I get back. But they were done with what they were doing and so they didn't have long-term memory. So they began to do the wall and stuff started falling into our incredibly sacred garden. I was writing and I got up and I ran down the stairs and out the front door and into the yard and there I see the contractor running across the street after me. Hey! And everybody's going like this and the guy... And I turned around as I was running and I said, we had this conversation. He says, I know, they didn't listen to me. You know, and it's like all this whole comedy of errors. And so, I stood, I called my wife, I said, bring over three cups of tea. <laughs> she brought over three cups of good yogi tea, the contractors had it, and the two contractors and the workers, were there, they were just going all around us. I mean, we, I mean, we might as well have been standing in the middle of the 405. But I knew I couldn't leave that spot. And the contractor turns to me and he says, you're awfully calm. Do you ever get angry? I said, I get determined. He said, what's that mean? And I said, you know, right? I said, determination is the wise use of anger. Like gasoline, you can just blow it up or you can put it in an engine which contains it and allows you to drive something. He says, are you a yogi? And I said, yeah. He said, I did, I did yogi once. Listen to this, listen to this. Standing right next to me, this born in Israel, beautiful man, intending and wanting to be graceful and gracious and lost control of the setting for a moment says, yeah, I think the man I studied with one class died a few years ago. His name was Yogi Ba, Yogi Ba, Yogi Ba. I said, Yogi Bhajan? Yes, that's who it was. He said, he got a, he got a hold of me and he said, I had to take a cold shower in the morning. And he said, and I served in the Israeli army. I could lift 200 pounds like this, he says. But he had me holding my hands up, arms up, and it was like I couldn't do it. And all these machines driving around us and we're having this conversation with Yogi T in the middle of all of this. No matter what is going on around you, no matter what is trying to happen to you, if you can continue to do your sadhana, 
and maintain your self-practice, you will find that there is a conversation in there and a reason in there and a resolution in there if you concur rather than try to conquer. Every moment is just that clear. Crystal clear. Our problem is we react out of preservation. We're either going to try to preserve our body, our reputation, or our thought process. And in that now, boom, we're out of center. Once we're out of center, we can't see what is. We only see through the prism of our perception. Prism which distorts, it's a, lens that, it's a lens that distorts now, it's not a lens that gives clarity. So we're looking at our situation, we're looking at the reflection off of the situation that is our existence, and we don't recognize it. So if we don't recognize it, we feel unfamiliar. If we feel unfamiliar, we feel unsafe. If we feel unsafe, we are going to react. And once we were one of the adults in the room, now we're just one of the troubled kids in the room. And in our reaction, we're not a help. It is the old saying, if you're not the solution, you're the problem. Or at least contributing to it. Which is what Gandhi was always saying, be the change you want, be the change you want to see. Be the change you want to experience. If you have a relationship and you want to experience a different kind of dynamic in that relationship, be the change and stay in that being until it concurs. At first it might try to concur. Conquer. But if you stay and don't try to defend back, because if you defend back you embolden the attack, you embolden the conquer. Because now the conquer feels that it has something to do. And the crazy thing is, this is all you. In that crystal soup that you exist in as a consciousness. And the crystal soup goes on forever. Or at least as far as forever we can imagine, beyond the forever that we can imagine is the eternal nothing. What's to imagine? Can't imagine that. You can't imagine nothing. You can imagine a lot of something that doesn't have a lot to do with something. But you can't imagine nothing. Because you're an identity. And an identity cannot know what a non-identity is because you're an identity. And until you stop investing in your identity, you cannot conceive of nothing. And even if you get to the edge of conceiving of nothing, you get afraid. You become afraid that you won't come back to something. 
If you get lost in nothing, you might not come back to something. And if you don't come back to something, where are you? And so the levels of programming to maintain your story are phenomenal. So why should you get upset with yourself when you don't succeed? If at first you don't succeed? There was only one instance when somebody told me it's not in this instance. My son was taking me skydiving. And as we were getting ready to jump out at 14,500 feet, the guy that I was tandem to whispers in my ear, if at first we don't succeed, it's over. <laughs> My son had just jumped across the interior of the plane out the open wind, out the open opening, right? And this guy said, and, after he had said that, and, how do you feel if you don't follow him down? So off we went. And the sensation that you get when you leave that airplane at 14,500 feet is there's no way back. <laughs> That's actually the sensation of time. And if you were as in tune with consciousness as you are in preservation because the only reason you feel that feeling when you exit that plane at 14,500 feet is because you're really dedicated to preservation. Every cell in your body is dedicated to physical preservation. And so you can't have an alternative thought of, oh, what the heck. You know, that just doesn't appear. So if you could become in your presence, which is what we're working for in this class. It's why you come here every week. You would ultimately find that same sensation in each passing now. And each now would become a complete life within itself. And so that you wouldn't Ultimately, you wouldn't go forward or backward into future or past. You would remain in there, and that is the orgasm. With every cell of your body. And that's the sensation of all of that crystalline soup. Igniting with the knowledge of everything. You've just merged with the divine. Kundalini yoga is a yoga of geometry, right? Angles, triangles. It's a, it's a yoga of pressures and stretches and tensions. Because within that, within that construct of the crystalline soup, you set yourself up with the geometry and you begin to become a semiconductor. As a matter of fact, Yogi Bhajan always talks about the Z energy of Tantric Yoga. The way the whole straight lines are all set up. He says it's just a human semiconductor. 
through which the information travels in that Z pattern down the lines, across the lines, down the lines, all that way. And it, because it gets going so rapidly, it uses friction to produce light. Right? Friction produce heat, produce light, right? Friction to produce light within, literally down, down, down within the crystalline DNA of your cells, of your, uh, the DNA of your cells. And all of a sudden you're being cleansed just because you're holding posture. Same thing to a slightly, slightly diminished degree within Kundalini Yoga. And doing it in a room like this, full of people, even if you can't do the exercise exactly right, get over it. One thing Yogi Bhajan said about sadhana, group sadhana, he said, if you just get here, that's 90%. I've seen people take that literally. They get here, they roll out the sleeping bag. <laughs> I want the 90. I can do without the 10. <laughs> You're not perfect in your posture. Okay. The effect that you will receive will be your effort times the number of other beings in the semiconductor, so to speak, the room of, yes? So you get the benefit of your effort times that whole thing and all of a sudden your capacities increase, 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 increase. Because we're in like mind. We're in like heart. We're all in here doing the same thing. That's why I talk like this at the beginning of class. To get us all focused in the same direction, you know. Because in all these words that come through, something is going to make a little twinge in you and go, oh yeah, oh, makes sense. Oh. Well, and you get with it. You are concentrated. Soup is one word. Let's talk about gel. Let's just talk about something a little stiffer than soup, right? You're like a concentrate. You know, we exist in a crystal soup, right? But we are a concentrate. And your consciousness has concentrated this physical form around you. And you actually concentrated the physical human form around you, which is the most blessed of all forms. Well, that's like a hierarchy. It's not the hierarchy. We're not better than any other creature. We're just capable of doing something that other creatures aren't. Like a paintbrush can do something that a hammer can't. I've never, hammer, I've never painted a wall with a hammer, but I bet you it's no fun. <laughs> tried to hammer with a rock and that's no fun. So I mean, right tool for the right job, right? <laughs> so you are the right tool for this job of God consciousness and everything about you is structured to be incredible. So get over your freckles or whatever it is that you don't think you want about you. You know? The thickness of your wrist or your ankle or the thinness of your this or your that or the shape I mean, come on, just get over it. 
I think I was 13 years old or 14 years old when I found out I had a large nose. I went home and I said to my mom, I hear I have a large nose. She said, good, now let's get on with our yoga. I said, that's it? She said, that's all I've got to put to it. You got a nose, you got a nose. You, that's your nose. That was, that was how I was raised. You know, I was raised to get over it and get on with it. Let's, let's do what's really important here, you know. I was raised by yogis and it just was the way we did things. So whatever it is about you, you know, whatever it is about your heritage or your lineage or anything else, age, just do get over it. Do get over it. Because you can change the broadcast just like they use crystal to create radio. You can change the broadcast. You just have to maintain discipline. Because that pressure holds that intent, creating that charge, drawing that story forward. And you must do it. How much must you do it? According to the whole omniscient condition, as long as you must. And that doesn't compare to anyone else. Because if you compared to someone else, you wouldn't exist. There would be no need for you. <laughs> We'll get it on with the other person. This, this compares. You don't compare to anyone. Somebody gets through in two months. You know, everybody was getting this, you know, this assignment. In the early days of 3HO, Yogi Bhajan was assigning people, okay, you go to ha ha ha, and you go to lululu, and you go... And I was sitting there, where am I supposed to go? He says, shut up, stay there. Drive my car. Okay. Your day I got the same treatment. Eh? I remember those days. So I thought, well, maybe that's because I'm more advanced. It's a logical conclusion, isn't it? We're into self-preservation, aren't we? Get yourself pumped up. Ha ha. So he was talking about how it takes seven years for this and 11 years for that, 18 years for that. I thought, okay, those are the, those are the time frames. And then he turns to me and he says, for you, it's going to take 30 years to get over your story. I was 23 years old. I didn't know 30 years. 30 years to a 23-year-old is like forever. It doesn't compute. The brain hasn't calibrated it yet. <laughs> kind of blew the I'm more advanced, didn't it, huh? <laughs> what is it when you're put... So I had to get over it, right? Just like the larger nose. I had to get over it. Whatever my story was that wanted to drag me down, whatever my dilemma was that wanted to pull me and push me around, whatever it was, whatever, I would grab for it and grab for it. I always had these people standing around me telling, get over it. Get over it. You don't get, to, you don't get that. I was the worst guy to learn how to swim. 
until the lifeguard came along and he had that lifeguard pole, you know, it's got that big hook, and he took the butt end of it and he said, if you don't let go of the side of the pool and try to swim, I'm going to crush your fingers. I was like seven years old. He was like a million years old and like standing like a, god, like a giant. This is how you're supposed to treat a seven-year-old? Well, that was my karma. I could have jumped out of the pool and go crying to somebody, you know, but nobody would have listened. So what's your story and when do, you, when do you cry about it? Or are you one of those very sophisticated ones that cries about it in private? <laughs> Yogi Bhajan said it's just like licking your wounds, you know? Feels so good. Oh, <laughs> But you know, the problem is when that wound heals, you've got to stop licking, so you've got to get another wound. Oh, that's how it works. Because it feels so good. But you also know what happens? When you keep licking a wound, it can't form a scab. And if it can't form a scab, and this is emotional, this is psychological, this is physical, and if it can't form a scab, what can it do? It cannot heal. And we all go around to get people to join us. You know, watch me while I lick my wounds. Or lick my wounds for me. Help me lick my wounds. You know, those are the intimate ones. You know? I mean, I hope I'll blow your cover because that's all this is about. It's just, it's the theater of the absurd to blow your cover to say, yeah, you know, I fit in that category. Because none of us doesn't fit in that category. Because every single one of us has these, you know, 30 to 70 trillion cells, depending upon your body size. And these babies, these puppies, they want to preserve themselves and reproduce themselves and maintain themselves. And the DNA wants to move through and it's so programmed in. And we got just dropped into these vessels. And it's our turn to stop telling the story of the vessel. and start telling the story of the consciousness. You ever seen a car person? You know, they stand around their car, you come up, how's it going? Oh, I got a new car. Yeah, I see it. How's, it, how's, how's life? Well, it's got a 427 under the hood. <laughs> yeah, I know, but how's your life? Oh man, I've been driving this thing and it's so cool. You ought to feel the G-force when I step on the gas. <laughs> And, I mean, you know, that used to happen in high school or wherever, you know, and I mean, it's like those, those people were like superheroes to, you know, to everybody and like, whoa, car guy. <laughs> but that's what humanity is. Humanity is a body guy, body girl, you know. <laughs> this isn't you. And everything about your story and everything about your relationship and everything about everything is all about this. And so get over it. Get crystal clear. See through the illusion. And if you're feeling pressure, stress, friction, or tension, it's a gauge. Use it to make the correction. 
Don't think it's a guide. Don't think it's telling you something. Ah, my tension is telling me I got to go over here. No, it isn't. There's nothing about external movement that tension is telling you. Tension is telling you where you're off-center in here. Stress is telling you where you're off-center in here. If you have friction, it's telling you where you're off-center. I was just in a... I was just on a conference call, a bunch of people on a conference call, right? And it was like crazy. I was sitting here, because you can't see anybody. You're just sitting here kind of like looking at something in your room, and you're on a call with like 15 or 20 people, and people are doing this and doing this and doing this, and all of a sudden, it was like, ho, ho, got an idea. Let's just document what we just said. Okay. And now let's just take it step by step. Okay, and all of a sudden the whole thing went silent. The whole conversation was just a hubbub of communication and it all just went silent. And that's where logic combines with magic. Because what this was all about was just loading up the information. And within that, be the discipline. And if you want to fuel your discipline, get up early in the morning before the sun gets the rest of everybody up. Because then you've got the capacity to use the Atma sphere, Atma is soul, sphere, the atmosphere, because it's calm. And you can use the atmosphere to reflect your big ideas off of. Because once the main sun comes up, once the real, the, you know, the, the rest of the visible light comes up, that's not available to you. You know those rowing skulls, those sleek things that they row, right? The people that do that get out on the lakes just as the sun is rising and that lake is like a mirror. And so everything is just like crystal smooth. And that's why you do sadhana before the sun comes up. Because you're rowing your ship through time space and you're reflecting your big ideas, your grand ideas off of a true mirror. No distortion. And you do it with kriya, asana, chanting, vipassana. Silence. We've been doing the same mantra. <clears throat> Your hands are in Gyan Mudra. Om is the same word as Amen or Amen. In the Hebrew tradition, the Christian tradition, the Hindu tradition, Om. It means the infinite void. Ong, O-N-G, means just that moment when the, the intent just, beca just began to stretch open space in the fabric of nothingness. That's, that's Ong. It means infinite creativity or the creative infinite. So means that, which is beyond anything. Hung means I am. So it's Ong So Hung, is that creative infinite. I am that. And you are, you know, no matter what the story is that's been sort of.
programmed into your circuitry by DNA and all of the other things, you know, the experiences of life, just reboot the system. And just do a hard reboot, you know, just unplug it. You know, crash the programs. They're not doing you any good anyway, right? Those programs are just, just crash them. And so what we do is we, Yogi Bhajan said, chant it matter of fact. It's getting cold in here, huh? Put on your winter woolies.
deeply into the presence that you're not even your own witness. You're just the expression of existence. So bring your hands together at the center of the chest. spending the last couple of hours getting very, very high on existence. Let's use this energy and send it out to those who require it.
bring your foreheads to the floor. Let all the blood rush back and equalize. Gently inhaling up. Rub your palms together. Activate those nerve endings. Rub your face. Bring the heart to mind. So the brief takeaway from today. You're a very programmable instrument. It came with preloaded programs called genetics and cosmology. And you've got this component in between called consciousness. And that's the only thing that got you to this room. And that's the only thing that you should use for at least two and a half hours every morning or during the day if you don't have two and a half in the morning. You do, but you may not know it. <laughs> Everybody does, you know. Um, and just really imprint, really imprint strongly. And then carry that imprint through the day. Be excited about getting up the next morning. Make that big impression. Carry it through the day. You're a programmable gel. Good deal? deal? You buy? Good. Love you. Give yourselves a hand.